Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. That's right. Just go on the ESPN app, click on watch, look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy our program, which is presented as always. By Progressive Insurance, uh, hashtag Bubba, hashtag Cam with us today. Let me circle back to something very quickly. So again, I I walk in the arena in L.A. the last couple of nights, or the last two games, which were Saturday night and Monday night, and people are just yelling Aaron Rodgers' stuff at me. Not Most of it not nasty. A lot of it was friendly. And look, there were a lot of New Yorkers in L.A., so there were a lot of people out there who are probably Jet fans and... But I'm hearing a lot of stuff, and I've always associated that with Stephen A. with the Cowboys. And, and so I, I turned to Stacey and I said, like, has this become my Cowboys? Like, all of a sudden, does everyone associate me with Aaron Rodgers? Because I think I have been very restrained over the last few weeks slash months in my coverage of Aaron Rodgers. So as the rest of the country has rejoined us, let, let's go over these things again. Bubba, what did I say or do with regard to Rodgers that would seem over the top? Well, you talked about cutting off your pinky toe to well, get that's the him. least I could. Let's stop there. What fan of a team would not cut off their pinky toe to, to acquire Aaron Rodgers? The pinky toe is an irrelevant appendage. I, I think if I cut off my pinky toe, it might take me a few weeks to even know what happened. Like, it would probably hurt a lot, but if you somehow managed to do it without my knowledge, would it affect my life at all? Who among us would not give up a pinky toe to have Aaron Rodgers? I ask you. So I don't think that's anything. Go on. What's the next one? Uh, well, you said you would absolutely do a darkness retreat. I for, will. For four days. I'm looking if, forward if to it. I, the darkness retreat is actually three days. Uh, okay. but, but 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 here's the problem. So... Th- I can't find a place that is not geographically very inconvenient to do one of these. So, so, so I, I, I 100% want to live up to my word on this promise, not only because I, I want to be a person of my word, but also I think a darkness retreat sounds like a really cool thing to try. I like the idea of it. The problem is the one that he did, which is in Oregon, which is very hard to get to, A, they're booked up like crazy, B, it, 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 it's very hard. It's a very far place for me to get to, so it's going to require a lot more time than just the three days of doing it. And look, I got a job to do here, so it's. You know, I don't think that the people I work for are going to say, "Yeah, Greeny, take a week off during the football season," which is when this place is available. I, mean, I can't take off a week in October to go do a darkness retreat. That's just not going to be on the list of things that can happen. Here's what I did find, because Stace and I were like looking up darkness retreats, and the specific one he did, if I'm not mistaken, it may be literally the only one in the United States. Like, I can't find one. There is a silent retreat that I found that is much more conveniently located, which is to say, I will have to, I will go to a place and I will not speak. I believe it's two days. It might be three days. Hmm. Are we willing to... to substitute a silent retreat. So you do everything. You are, you're in the light of day. You are surrounded by other people. There's a lot of, it's a very Zen. There's a lot of meditation and a lot of stuff. There are exercise 
elements to it and all that kind of stuff. But you do not speak for multiple days. I know that isn't the same thing, but it feels like, particularly for me, that would be quite the jarring experience. Like, I, w- I, I think I will have a very hard time not speaking for multiple days. It, it might do a lot of the people around me some good. But, like, could that sac- – Could we- otherwise, what you're going to have to do, Bubba, is you're going to have to go to the people I work for. you got to call up Jimmy Pitaro and, and all the – you know, the president of ESPN and everybody else and say, look, Greeny made this promise on the air. He's going to need a week off in the football season from all of his shows – to go do a darkness retreat. And I, I just don't know how that conversation is going to go. Well, I, I think... What do we do? For starters, I think what we're learning here is the, the market is is out there for us to open our own darkness retreats. Mm-hmm. This, this, these people in Oregon are just dominating. They're raking it in. And they shouldn't be the only ones. So we, we need to open our an East Coast one, for starters. The, the, the only one can't be in Oregon. That's right. We need to start one on the East Coast, and we'll be killing it by you know the fall. You're 100% right. Now, listen, that is a brilliant business opportunity. F- find a, a, a vacancy and and fill it and i think that is a brilliant idea not this place is not only not it's not only is it in oregon but it's not even like in portland right you know it's, it's not like you fly to portland and then you know you take a cab like this is you go to nowhere and make a left and that's sure. where this darkness retreat is so i, I i'm it's just a, it's just a complication but let's go back to the original topic I don't think I've overdone it on Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. Like the day that Mike Tannenbaum suggested that the Jets should draft a quarterback in the first round, people make a big deal about the fact that I yelled at him and threw my jacket. I think it is a miracle that I did not punch him in the face. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard a person say in my entire life. So to me, I think I showed remarkable restraint in that circumstance, I would argue that I have been understated on the topic of if all I've done is offer to spend three days in abject darkness, cut off a pinky toe, and throw my jacket at Mike Tannenbaum on the air. To me, I think I've undersold the magnitude of this acquisition. What do you think, Bubs? I mean, you know, as someone who is similar to you with has not seen a Super Bowl in a long time, and obviously I've seen a Super Bowl when I was younger, but the quarterback play for the Cowboys has been an issue, and you know you always want that quarterback on your team. I know where you're coming from. Let me ask you a so, question. Let me make this in the form of a question. Yeah. I'm going to give you two words. Mm-hmm. The first word is Shohei. Mm-hmm. You probably don't need me to tell you what the second one is. Sure. If I told you mm-hmm. that your Metropolitans mm-hmm. could acquire Shohei Otani, right. the unicorn, yep. the greatest baseball player of our lifetime, the most, I guess, the most remarkable and unique weapon in in American professional sports today. I I, I can't speak to sports in other countries that I don't know as intimately. Mm -hmm. But no one is doing more than this guy is doing because he's literally revolutionized the sport. Would you be willing to cut off a pinky toe, sit in abject darkness for three days, and throw a jacket at Mike Tannenbaum? I mean, would those be a small price to pay? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll throw a jacket at Mike Tannenbaum. I'll, I'll start there. Um, Would you I, cut off a pinky toe for Shohei Otani? I don't, I don't think I'm cutting How off. How dedicated to the Mets are you? I What's don't, the last time you used your pinky toe? Well, 
I, if your pedicurist didn't point it out, you'd never even know have what this, happened. We did have this argument a few months ago. We even had a podiatrist call in. It was not a podiatrist. It was a person who had lost his pinky toe no, well, in a bizarre well, yeah, accident. No, that person. But then we had the doctor who can who actually confirmed Devin's brother, who was the doctor, who actually because we all disagreed that we we felt the the pinky toe was important, right? And the Devin's brother, who's a doctor, actually confirmed your agreed with you i, I still the, don't the believe pinky toe is irrelevant with the exception of the fact that we'd make very unusual footprints on the beach no right. one would even know what I, happened i still don't believe that so i'm I, i'm keeping my pinky toe i'm, I'm rolling the dice I'm, you would I'm, rather have a pinky toe than shohei otani yes you're telling me your pinky toe i want you to take your shoes and socks off right now <laughs> to the detriment the enormous detriment of poor cam who's sitting in front of you look at that toe and say to it you are more important to me than shohei otani no it's it's a it's a good toe what do you do with that toe bubba goes on a lot of walks yeah i, I go on walks but when i had the heart thing the only exercise i could do was walks i was walking one day i walked twenty six thousand steps according lot. to my phone that, that was the only exercise i could have i have taken to loving walking I, I walk you can walk without a pinky toe how many times did you fall over on these walks zero times you probably would have if you didn't have I one don't of your think pinky so. toes i don't think my pinky toe was the only thing stopping me from being a weeble i think it was one of them which wobbles and does not fall down I'm telling you right now, Bubba, Cam, Cam. Yes. Would you cut off your pinky toe? What is your favorite team of all the teams you live and die with? All your Philly teams, the Sixers, the Eagles, the Phillies, which is the one, the Flyers, which is the one you love the most? It's probably the Eagles, but they just went to the Super Bowl. Okay, but they didn't win. It's true. Well, well, what if I, what if I told ago. you you're going to lose Jalen Hurts? That, that if, unless you cut off your pinky toe, Jalen Hurts, they're going to trade Jalen Hurts to the to the, the to the Cowboys, the worst thing that could possibly happen to oh you, to your arch rival. Are you telling me you wouldn't sit in the darkness and cut off a pinky toe? I think I've understated this. I I I, I think the whole idea that I've overdone it on Aaron Rodgers. Well, I I, 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 I absolutely. I'd also like to throw this out. Go ahead. You're saying these things. But you still have your pinky toe, and you're not doing a doctor's retreat. Well, because so, no one has suggested I did not have to cut off my pinky me, toe. All I know is— I'm really saying I'd be willing to. I did offer—I openly offered to do the darkness retreat, and I will. I just can't. There's just no way to do it. There's only one place I can find on planet Earth that you can do it. If you mm-hmm. want to try and set up a makeshift darkness retreat yeah, for we'll me, throw you in the dark somewhere. But I think it's something you got to know how to do. Like yeah, they've we'll got like a out. specially designed room for this. They know how to bring you your meals. Like they, they, I think there's an art to the an art and a science to the darkness that I'm not putting in the hands of Bubba uh, under any circumstance. I'll set you up with a dark room. Don't I thought worry. he was setting one up on the East Coast. He's going to make millions. Off oh, this. I think I, I'm in on that. Yeah, we'll, I'm a hundred percent. We'll get you, we'll get you cooking on the East Coast. No, I think we Bubba's need to dark room out a way on the East that. Coast. Bubba's dark. Bubba's room. East Coast dark. I'm not room. going to that for a Bubba's lot of money. East Coast darkness. B E D. The acronym. It's bed. Come to <laughs> go to bed. It's Bubba's Eastern darkness. I like. I, I like everything about this idea. I would like to put together a committee to look into this. And and Cam, if you have the time, I'd like you to chair that committee. I love that. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Someone who I think is really smart said something that I think we have to dissect because I think he's wrong, but we need to figure out for sure. We'll do that together next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that Grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Greeny, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Greeny now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Greeny. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greenie, the podcast. I have found a real fan. Greenie presented by Progressive Insurance. Bubba, you should be ashamed of yourself that you would not be willing to cut off a pinky toe for the Mets to get Shohei Otani. Ian is stage managing our show today. I call him Bean because we have two Ians, and I met the first one, the other one first. So he's Ian, and in this particular, this Ian I call Bean because he's the second Ian, so there's Ian B. But he takes a backseat to no one when he comes to being a fan of his beloved New York Rangers. And when we finished that last segment in which you, Bubba, said you would not be willing to cut off a pinky toe right. to acquire Shohei Otani, he looked at me, he said, Greeny, I would cut off a toe for Connor McDavid. In fact, I'd cut off a whole foot. Ian has offered his foot for Connor McDavid. That's a real fan, Bubba. That's a real fan. He's got a leg up on you in this. And I mean that quite literally. You will not even offer a meaningless appendage on one of your feet. This man is offering a foot for Connor McDavid. And you will not offer a toe for Shohei Otani. You should be ashamed of yourself. 
I feel okay. <laughs> Talk is cheap, B, and let's see it. Yeah, cut it off right now. Well, I mean, the problem is that we can't promise the man Connor McDavid. Like if we could, uh, the TV crew is now taking a shot of Ian's feet, which is very disturbing. And we've taken this much too far. But the point of it is, the point of it is, a real fan goes to ridiculous lengths to support his or her team. That's what I've done. I resent the implication that I've overdone it on Aaron Rodgers. If anything, I think I have shown almost unimaginable restraint. Well, let me change this up. Greeny with you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So someone I consider to be very smart said an interesting thing yesterday. J.J. Redick, was it yesterday he said this on First Take, guys? I, I it was, sure I got yes. the day right. Yep. Okay, so he said it yesterday. So J.J. Redick was talking about Nikola Jokic. And having just spent the last week of my life covering Nuggets Lakers, I was more fixated on Jokic than I've ever been at any other time in my life. But I've long been aware, because I have now been doing NBA Countdown for the last two years, and because I'm an MVP voter and everything else, of just how good Jokic is. But his ability, the stuff that he did in this series, particularly the, the, the tone he set with his performance in Game 1, was so extraordinary that I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to just how good he is. Because the Nuggets are not a glamour team, because they have no real uh, tradition and history by the standards of the NBA. They don't get on TV a lot. People don't see them a lot. People don't talk about them a lot. Jokic doesn't shoot threes like Steph Curry, and he doesn't throw slam dunks, you know, like Vince Carter in his heyday. And so as a result, a lot of people, I think, were just discovering now just how good this guy is. And J.J. was making the following point about that on first take yesterday this is what we do and it's not just us Stephen. i'm not i'm not i'm not accusing anyone in this room or anything this is just the way that we have sold the nba i don't love it after game one of the nuggets lakers series i was on a show i would say over half the conversation was about the lakers and what they did oh by the way Nikola jokic had his third straight triple double that game and had 34 21 and 14 how much did we talk about that? We, we don't do a good job of selling what the NBA is. 30 teams, 450 players, multiple superstars. The fact that people are now being like, oh, I didn't realize Nikola Jokic was good. Well, let's put him on TV more. Let's talk about him more. That is such an interesting thing to say. And I want to start by saying he is by no means wrong. There's, no one can look at him in the face and say, you are wrong, J.J. Redick. But here's what I will say, because J.J. knows infinitely more about basketball than I will ever know. But I think I know talk shows. I think if anyone is qualified to talk about what works on a talk show, it's me. I started hosting talk shows in Chicago in the summer of 1992. They let me, during the summer when the main hosts on the radio station I was working for were on their vacations... I would get to fill in. That's when I first started hosting talk shows. So that's, by my math, almost 31 years ago. And I have been a talk show host on one level or another basically since then. And I co-hosted along with, with Mike Golick a show where for 18 years we battled against a very complicated and not thoroughly, um, not, not thoroughly erroneous belief 
that all sports, like all politics, are local and that it is very hard to succeed with a nationally syndicated sports talk show. There's no question there were challenges we faced that were very different, and we continue to, that are very different than the challenges that are faced by local sports talk shows. When I was hosting a local sports talk show in Chicago, if the Cubs manager made a, a, a pitching you know, a pitching change in the seventh inning and it wound up blowing up his team, we could talk about that for the entire day. That, that could literally be an entire show. Well, you can't do that on a national show. So we have different obligations. I, I bring all that up just to give, for those of you who are just sort of finding this show and may not know much about my history, that's what I do. And I, I have had several philosophies when it comes to this over the course of time. And one of them was taught to me by the program director of the radio station I worked at first in Chicago. And he was a really smart guy. And most of the things that I think I know about sports talk, I started learning there. And my number one rule, I have a lot of rules. I, I actually do, a, a, I'm a professor of practice at Northwestern's Journalism School and I teach a class um, I do a couple of lectures every year uh, called The Fundamentals of Talk. And my number one rule is as follows. Your job as a talk show host is not to create interest. It is to reflect it. Your job is to reflect what your audience is interested in. Which is to say, if I came on the air if Mike and I had come on the air every day for 18 years and said, we want to talk about this today because even though we know you don't think you care about it, you should, we wouldn't have lasted 18 days, much less 18 years. And that's the reality of broadcast. So when people complain, oh, you guys focus too much on this, that, or the other, the Cowboys and LeBron and Steph Curry and all of that, there's a reason. It's because those players, those people, those teams generate the most interest. It's you, and by you, I mean you listening to me right now. Not each and every individual one of you, but the collective you are more interested in the Cowboys and the Lakers and the Yankees and Notre Dame football and a few other select teams than you are in all the other teams, you just are. Again, that may not apply to you, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. There are also certain players who move the needle, particularly in that sport, particularly in the NBA. LeBron James, Steph Curry, they're at the top of the list, and some of the other established stars. So the question is, if you're a talk show host, if you're me, JJ's talking about Stephen A over there, and I, I, my philosophy on this has always been, I got more than my hands full with my own talk shows. I'll worry about them. Let other people make their decisions. If you're me, should I be coming on the air in two years ago in December and saying, hey, everybody, there's a center that you don't know anything about in Denver named Nikola Jokic, and I want to talk to you about him a lot. Or should I talk about LeBron James? Should I talk about Aaron Rodgers? Should I talk about the Cowboys? Should I talk about the Warriors? Should I talk about the Celtics? Should I talk about the teams that have these big historical following? Those are the decisions that people like me make every single day. We're making guesses, educated guesses, 
because we have data, we have studies, but more than anything, I think I have a finger on the pulse of what people are interested in. So the question is, where is the line between we're not talking enough about Nikola Jokic and we're talking too much about these other things because you want to sell Nikola Jokic, but you don't want to do it at the detriment of your own audience. So I'm going to take a short break on that thought, and then I will come back and I will tell you where this first example was made. You can agree with it or disagree with it, but I'll tell you where I learned this, and then you tell me whether or not I have it right. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny. In having a conversation with my daughter, we started talking about what people would call me if and when someday she has children. Definitely do not want to be Grandpa Mike. Like, I have zero interest in that. The kids can't just call me Greeny. Yes, in theory they could, but that wouldn't seem right. So I was thinking maybe they could call me the Hall of Famer Mike Greenberg. I thought that might work. That's a mouthful. Yeah, but let them learn early. This is Greeny. I stand by that one. I, I think I'm going with that. I, I think of all the different ways that I could be described, that's my favorite. And so we'll see. I think we, we may be a long way off from that. My daughter's actually graduating from college in a couple of weeks. It's hard to believe, right? And I know there are some people listening to this right now 
who remember the day she was born. She was born during the first year of Mike and Mike, and she was known as Baby Nikki on the show for a long time. Baby Nikki is 22, and she's graduating from college in a few weeks. Don't blink. You miss a lot. Picking up in the middle of a conversation. J.J. Reddick had some really interesting stuff. And, Bubba, I want you and I to have this talk because for all the joking around I do about your legendary status um, in, in, in radio production, you have been at this a very long time, and you have been working with me for a very long time, so you understand probably as well as anyone how I work when it comes to this. So J.J. Reddick brought up the fact that he bemoaned the fact that through the brilliance of Nikola Jokic's performance, so much of the conversation in places like ESPN was about the Lakers. How do the Lakers get back in the series? Can the Lakers still win? What does LeBron need to do? And yes, less about Jokic. It's a reasonable charge. And it is something I fully understand, particularly a former player, saying. Because he has an appreciation for what he is seeing that goes beyond his concern for the audience. And so what I said as someone who has been charged with making these decisions now for more than 30 years, that the first rule of sports talk, I've always said, is that your job is to reflect the interest of your audience, not to create it. And I'll give you the most famous time in my career where that became a factor. When Jose Canseco's book first came out, which was called Juiced, I forget what year this was, something in the neighborhood of 2005, Mike and I started talking a lot about steroids. And we talked about it as much as probably any other show, probably more than any other talk show. And a lot of people would criticize us. Oh, you guys are fixated on steroids. You're talking too much about steroids. There was a very simple reason why we were doing it. Because if we were talking at that time about baseball, if we we were trying to appeal to people in 300 cities or something like that across the country, not all of them were interested in this pitching change, not all of them were interested in this home run that was hit last night, not all of them were interested, but all of them were at least a little interested in steroids. Steroids was something that literally involved everyone, every fan of every team, and in, in fact of every sport. And that's where it began. That's where I first, and candidly, we did very well. That that talk, that conversation did extremely well for us. And that's where this philosophy was reinforced for me. And so it's something that I continue to believe in to this day. It's not underselling the intelligence of your audience. It's quite the opposite. It's recognizing that particularly more than ever before in this day and age, your audience has a lot of options. And if you're not selling them what they're interested in, they're going to go find someone who is a lot more often and easily than they're going to sit through you trying to spoon feed them something they don't want. So, Bubba, let me tell you a story. This began, as I said, in the summer of... Well, 92 is when I started doing the talk show. But what was the summer of the OJ chase and the OJ trial? When was that? Was that 94? 94, yeah. 94. So during that, during uh, during the trial, I was one of many, I think, who were completely consumed with it. I was fascinated 
by the O.J. Simpson trial. I grew up, I'm exactly of an age where O.J. Simpson was my hero when I was a kid. Go, O.J., go. Those Hertz commercials is something that I will remember forever. I was in the building when he set the, the, the record with the 2,000 rushing yards against the Jets, and they carried him off the field. O.J. Simpson was the, in my universe, he was the biggest star I could ever imagine. So, like many others, I was completely captivated and fascinated by all the events that surrounded the charges of murder against him and everything else that happened. You don't need me to tell you what happened. It's one of the most famous incidents, um, one of the most famous, you know, mega stories in, in American history. Was it worthy of that? Well, to each his own. So one of the things that I was being criticized for at that time, people were saying, oh, you're talking too much about this, Greeny. It's too much about this. And that was when I first went and had that conversation with a very smart person who said to me, Greeny, your job is to reflect people's interest, not to create it. And he gave me an example, and I've never forgotten this. Now, you can tell me that maybe you can tell me I'm wrong for this, but it it is something that I have always believed in and followed. So, Bubba, you tell me what you think of this. He said to me, if there were only two channels on TV, the big story in news at that time, the really, really predominant news story, the really important thing that was happening in the world was the war in Bosnia. This was during the Bosnian conflict. And and it was a so this was, you know, early 90s. And that was the big story on the news. And he said to me, if there were only two channels on television and one of them was covering the war in Bosnia, And the other one was covering the OJ chase and the OJ trial. How many people do you think would be watching the Bosnia channel? And the obvious answer to that question is far fewer than will be watching the OJ channel. So what's your job if you're the person sitting behind this microphone? Is it, do you have a responsibility to say, no, 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 wait a minute. This really important thing is happening to these people far away in the world, all the way on the other side of the planet. This is incredibly meaningful, incredibly important. The words ethnic cleansing are being used. This is an extraordinarily important story in the history of humanity. And if I continue talking about it, they will take my show away because no one will be listening. So that's where I learned this. So how does that apply to this? It applies... Because if you're not talking about the things, particularly in sports, that the largest number of fans are otherwise interested in, in my opinion, they will go find someone who is. Bubba, does that still hold water in 2023 or not? That's a philosophy that I literally have taken for, I I, I learned it and have followed it for 30 years. Does it still apply? Yeah, I would say definitely. I mean, uh, I definitely I understand what JJ is talking about, and I get his frustration for sure as a player. But from where from where we're coming from as a producer, uh, we're we're told all the time basically the broadest set of the audience is is kind of the 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 tack we're we're supposed to take things from. And we we've almost we I can see kind of how the shift is has gone. If you if you look back to some of the shows, you know maybe ten years ago, Mike and Mike. If you look at the summer, we used to talk baseball all the time and you know we'd have buster would co-host all he was a frequent co-host mm-hmm. um and you know we just talk less and less baseball now because it's, it's you know sadly becoming less and less popular and football is just becoming more and more popular so 
we're, our job is to be talking about what is the most popular for the broader set of the audience. Now, obviously, are there you know millions of baseball fans? Yeah, I mean, I'm one of them. But we have to be talking about what the majority of fans are out there. So if we were doing what we used to do 10 years ago and just spent an entire show talking about baseball, that wouldn't work anymore. So that's why we, we for the most part, we end up talking more and more football because that's what the majority – of fans want to hear. So if you look at kind of the progression of shows over the years, what we did five, 10 years ago on the same day are going to be way different than what we do now. And, you know, now the shows are, are generally are supposed to be re- really focused on, all right, what's the broadest set of the audience? What does most of the country want to hear about? And that's what you talked about earlier. It's it's LeBron, it's the Cowboys, it's the Lakers. And there's a reason the Cowboys are on night games all the time. It's because they're the highest rated team. And, you know, they can, they can mock the America's team all they want, but the ratings are unbelievable when the Cowboys play. It's because half the people hate them, half the people love them, but people people want to watch them. And it's the same with the Yankees and, and the Lakers and all that. And so that's, that's the reason we talk about them. And then obviously, you know, if the, the when the Nuggets do something and of importance, we're going to talk. It's not like we're never going to talk about some of these other teams. But yeah, from a producer standpoint, we're told all the time you, you got to talk about the the A the A names and the A teams. So that, that's a conversation th- that I think should continue in places like this because here's JJ and look JJ has his platforms and they are excellent and and, and you know his podcast is one of the really meaningful and and and, and good ones um, in the sports space right now and that's the right place for that kind of conversation. Because that is a very specific and targeted segment of the audience that is interested in stuff like that. And that's we'll something see. that we didn't have 10 years ago, right. which, which is honestly a, a great part of it. Like, if there, we didn't have that 10 years ago, so the only option was basically, you know, Mike and Mike or whatever it was. If, if you really, and if, if Mike and Mike wasn't talking about baseball that day, well, you couldn't go listen to the Baseball Tonight podcast or whichever other podcast it was. Like, well, you're kind of out of luck. It was either Mike and Mike or local radio and nothing else. So now there are so many specialized podcasts. Podcast, which is it is is cool to see. If you really want JJ Reddick breaking down, you know the game hardcore, then yeah, that's the podcast to go to. But we, you know, we can't be breaking down the game, you know, minute by minute and going hardcore there. But JJ will do a great job of doing that. Yeah, and I understand why he wants to. So anyway, it, it's a it, it's it's a it is a um, it is an ever evolving conversation and i hope that that you enjoyed that little uh dive into it because i i know it's a little inside baseball if you will and a little behind the scenes but it is the way these things work there is a method to this we it's not laziness that causes someone like me to talk so much about the cowboys and so much about um lebron james it's it it is there's a method to it whether um, you agree or disagree? I wanted you to hear what it was. All right, one more thing before we wrap up for today. I'm sorry. What? 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 I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? So, Bubba, you're going to have to help me with the setup of this because I was traveling yesterday and I've been out on the coast all week and I've been covering the basketball. So, Buck Show Walter is on the Michael K Show, and what, what this stems from from what exactly happened with Pete Alonso that started this conversation? Yeah, I, for, I forget honestly which game it was. I was watching it, but it was a few games ago where I think it was when Alonso hit the game-winning home run to win it, and right. they're they interviewing him on the field on SNY, and then it also you know goes to the crowd. So he's doing the in-game interview after they interview him. He's do, yeah, great win, great win, whatever. He ends the he ends the interview by saying, "Let's bleeping go Mets!" Right. And 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 Buck Walter, who is about as old school as it gets, and I say that with great fondness and respect because I love him, 
was on the Michael K. show yesterday saying he didn't like it. Of course it did. So did it to his mother. You know, <laughs> hey, I learned my lesson a long time ago. My mother could read lips. And, boy, that Sunday drive home after a day game when I would always call her and, and uh, put the phone on speaker and let her go, she would tell me. And I always felt horrible. So, yeah, it's uh, not a good idea and something that I don't think you'll see happen again. I hope not. There's so much emotion flowing around. And let's face it, everybody on this call, with the exception of me, has used that word. Okay, it's just the venue you put it in. It's just the venue you put, I'm kidding, the venue you put it in and the people that are listening. And people are always listening here. It's just uh, unfortunate because I, I don't want somebody's day at the ballpark to be less than it could be because of something uh, someone heard that shouldn't hear it. Wow. All right. So we could do a whole show on this. Uh, Bubba, I'm mad at myself that I didn't play that earlier because that is fascinating. You know, because I mean, I I remember I was in the arena in Boston last year when the fans were chanting that word at Draymond Green, right? Blank Draymond Green. You know know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I can't I can't I can't uh, recreate it over these airways. But you know what I'm talking about? The use of that word, the use of profanity in in public in general in our society is completely different than it was when Buck was growing up or even when I was growing up and he's he's probably 10 years older than me that's the kind of thing that would never have been done then and you know what this is something I just have to save I have so many thoughts on this I think it is it is a fascinating peak at where we are as a culture right now and it's something that I think will require a great deal more conversation. All right, if there was an upside to the sweep, it meant I got home and got a chance to chat with you today. I'm delighted to be back, and I will see you tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcasts.